You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in, everybody. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. It was definitely a fun weekend for me. We've got a lot to get into. Um, yeah, we did, we have a lot to get into. We're going to talk about some Bever- Real Houses of Beverly Hills stuff, um, some Shaws of Sunset stuff. It was it's 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 been a it's been a minute. So hopefully you guys enjoyed your weekend. Hopefully you've stocked up on some of the new no filter holiday wines. They are available right now and they are selling fast. Um, they are selling very, very fast. So you're going to want to make sure you get your order in. That way you have it in time for the holidays. We have the I Always Make It Nice Fizzy White Wine and the Oh My God, I'm Lit Like a Christmas Tree Rosé. I've been obsessed with the rosé lately. I think I just like the pink can because it's like it's cute and it's fun. 13% alcohol by volume, less than a gram of sugar. So you will get Liddy City and you'll get to have fun. You'll get to have a good time. Wow, I feel like my ma- my hair is, I was going to say my mess is a hair today, but my hair is a mess today. I am loving this color. I have to give a shout out to Alexi Bishop um, for this color because it is still holding up strong and like, I don't know. I kind of, I love it. I miss being blonde. So I'm glad that I'm blonde again. Um, Let's see. But yeah, don't forget to stock up on the holiday collection. Thank you guys for supporting it. So go place your orders that way you get them in time for the holidays. Great for your pals, like as a gift to give. They're great stocking stuffers. If you get like an eight pack or you want to do more than an eight pack, like a 12 pack or whatever, they're like, you can fit a wine into a stocking. I don't know if you have grown kids. If you do have grown kids, you should probably give them some wines because I mean, what are you, what are you giving people these days? Slim Jims? Nobody wants a Slim Jim. Nobody wants a, a, a stale box of Oreos. They want some no filter wine. Go to nofilterwine.com. Stock up. Must be 21 or older to order. Please sip responsibly, but like, let's get lit this holiday season. Oh my God, I'm lit like a Christmas tree. Rose, white wine, nofilterwine.com. Okay. We have a lot to, to get into today. Um, First off, I know Miami just came back on Peacock, Real Houses of Miami, and it is so good. And I'm very excited to announce that I will be recapping Real Houses of Miami for the Ringer Reality TV podcast. You know, I was doing the Kardashians. Now I'm going to be recapping Real Houses of Miami. I'm also going to be recapping The Circle, the new upcoming season of The Circle on Netflix. So if you're watching Real Houses of Miami or you need a new competition show to add to your watch list, I'm watching Miami and I'm watching The Circle and I'm going to be recapping both for the Ringo Reality TV podcast. So head over to Spotify right now, subscribe to the Ringo Reality TV podcast and get ready because I have lots of thoughts about Miami. It is so good. And Lenny Hochstein is just like such a trash human being. He is the worst, literally the worst. Throw him in the garbage with the sprinkle cookies. Throw him in the garbage with Teresa's cookbook. Throw him in the garbage with Garcelle's book. That's not me saying that I would personally throw Garcelle's book and Teresa's cookbook in the garbage. I'm just referencing when Richie threw away Teresa's cookbook and then when Rinna threw away Garcelle's book. So 
It's just light shade. Everybody needs to lighten the hell up. Um, yeah, because I also got some text messages over the weekend. My phone was blowing up over the weekend. People don't like when I guess I throw a little shade or sometimes I drink a little wine and I get a little unfiltered. But I'm sorry. My show is called Hashtag No Filter. People literally shade me all the time on their shows. So it is what it is. It's not that deep, you guys. Chill out. Live life. Get lit. Have fun. But anyway, Miami's great. Lenny is garbage. I can't wait to get into all of it with my my team at The Ringer. So the first four episodes, I watched them over the weekend. Spicy. And I have lots to say about them. So stay tuned for that. Go subscribe to The Ringer Reality TV podcast. This Wednesday, Justin Paperni from White Collar Crime. He's going to be on the podcast this Wednesday. We're diving all into the Jen Shaw of it all. Her sentencing is coming up and all of your questions are being answered. What is she looking at time-wise? What is the timeline between her sentencing and when she has to report to prison? Could she get less time? Will she only get probation? Is there a chance she won't get any prison time? What was the deal with her stunt at BravoCon? How is that going to affect her at sentencing? What from the show will be pulled into question? Um, her most recent interview that she did, we're gonna we talk a lot about that and what she said in that interview, how that could affect her at her sentencing, what she should have said in that interview, because a lot of people had questions about whether or not she was allowed to talk about the legalities. And it's it's a good episode. It's a really good episode. So Justin Paperni from White Collar Advice will be on giving Jen Shaw some of his white collar advice. So we get into it. Mark your calendar now. We also compare it to like Elizabeth Holmes and her sentencing and the Chrisleys and their sentencing. So stay tuned for Wednesday. Oof, I had a good weekend, you guys. I had, a, I had a fun weekend. My mom had like a holiday shindig that I went out to enjoy. I had lots of 818 tequila. Um, I looked cute. I had a, a, a very low cut like satin top because um, I was just like, I'm supposed to be living life, ass out, titties out, living life. And I was living life this weekend. I got laid this weekend. Um, it was really good. Like, I wish I could talk about it, but I can't really talk about it. But I will just tell you that I had a good weekend. Uh, I delivered some of my version of like an adult milk and cookies, which was really just some no filter wine and some sprinkle cookies from milk, the milk, milk bar, right? That's what they're called, milk bar. I got some sprinkle cookies from them and some Christmas cookies, and I put together a cute little package with some merch and some wine. I was delivering them to friends. I felt like Santa. I felt like a blonde little elf. I was a little elf on the shelf. Hi. I was delivering some some milk and cookies. I want that DILF money. I want that MILF money. Oh, So, yeah, that was fun. And I got Liddy City, and I did a lot of laundry, and I caught up on some shows and did lots of cuddles over the weekend and just lived life, I will say that. And now I've got my Harvard sweater on, what, like it's hard, and I'm ready to dive into the Jen Shaw stuff. That's not what we'll be diving into today. We have other stuff that we'll be chatting about today, but I just, I figured I would let you know life is going and life is good. And I had a former friend blow up my phone over the weekend telling me that I should stop doing live streams because they're embarrassing and I look silly. And so I figured, you know what? I'm going to start off this week's video, this week's podcast episode with my ass out, titties out, sipping wine, living life, rubbing on my nipples. Hey, hey. I'm not afraid to embarrass myself and I'm not afraid to look a little silly. So 
I just figured, why not live life, guys? Okay, let's dive into all the tea because I've rambled long enough. Diana Jenkins. She is preggers. Diana Jenkins is pregnant and expecting another child. It was revealed over the weekend that this is the real reason that she was not in attendance at last week's People's Choice Awards. She was actually on bed rest. She's currently expecting her second child with Asher Monroe. I mean, listen, if I were Diana and I were dating Asher, I would be hitting it on the regs. I would make him sing as he climaxes to me in bed. Um, He's a cutie patootie. Like, why not get it? She does have two other children with her ex, Roger, Roger Jenkins, but this will be her second child with Asher. So she has, this will be her fourth child overall because they have um, Ellie, Asher and Diana, and then she has two kids from her previous marriage. But this most recent season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills, she spoke very openly about her miscarriage on the show. So sending her lots of love, sending her a very, lots of positive energy for a very healthy pregnancy. We want her to have a solid, strong, healthy baby, and hopefully all goes well. Sending her lots of love. Congrats to Diana and Asher. I know her pregnancy journey has been challenging over the past couple of years, and listen, I know people may not have loved her on the show. I happen to think she's a very nice woman. I've chatted with her very briefly um, over the past several months, and yeah. Send in lots of love. And Dan, if you're having a Christmas party this weekend, my love, invite me. I'm here. I will get Liddy City. I will sing a duet with Asher all day, every day. Oh, crrr. Noel, 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 Noel. Baby, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. I just feel like now I'm just going to be extra embarrassing and extra cringe just to, to live it up. Okay, let's talk about... Lisa Rinna and Kathy Hilton. Okay, I know we're exhausted hearing about them beefing, but it seems that Lisa Rinna has actually made some peace with Kathy Hilton. You know, maybe seeing Kathy put on some lip gloss, which, by the way, the Kathy and the Mariska Hargitay thing where she's putting on the lip gloss, she addressed it over the weekend, and she's just like, oh, my God, I had to sneeze. And if you know me sneezing, it is the loudest thing you have ever heard. And so I was looking for a little hanky, in my purse. I was looking for a hanky in my bourbon. And apparently she couldn't find a hanky in her bourbon. And Birkin, sorry, not bourbon. In her Birkin. And so she just thought she was nervous and she figured she'd put on some lip gloss because she was nervous and she didn't think that she was in the frame. I mean, listen, I think the hanky sneezy story was a little a little bit extra, but she can honestly be like, listen, I I had a a moment. I didn't realize I was going to be in the frame. I wasn't trying to steal her moment, but she said she DM'd Mariska and hopes to meet Mariska or like hang out with Mariska or something. She's probably going to send her some Casa de Sol tequila. And you know what? Good for you, Kathy. It was, like I said, I thought people were being way more dramatic about the moment. It was a little rude and disrespectful. Yes. Is it possible that she was doing it for attention for herself? Yes. She's saying that's not the case. I think it was a bit exaggerated and overboard to be like, I had to sneeze and I was looking for a hanky in my purse. First of all, Kathy, nobody says hanky anymore. (sighs) But whatever. I didn't think it was that deep. She apologized. She's ready to move on from it. But anyway, Lisa Rinna chatted with Entertainment Tonight. She chatted with Cassie Delorum. From the at the Hollywood from ET at the Hollywood Reporters Women in Entertainment Gala, and there 
She said that she and Kathy actually had a very lovely chat at the People's Choice Awards that night and that things are all good, that the cast had a really fun night. I know at first everyone was like, that was so awkward. And Sutton was like, that was so awkward. And Lisa was like, this is so freaking awkward. And then Kyle was like, this is awkward. And everyone was posting on their Instagram about how uncomfortable that table was because they were all sitting together for the first time since the reunion. And Kathy was sitting in between Erica and Rena. But apparently things weren't that awkward once the ice melted Everything was all good. We're good. So she told Cassie, everything is all good with Kathy Hilton. She doesn't mind whatever the new season brings. She says that a pause for the show is fine. Like it's a brief pause. And she's like, we all needed it. It feels nice to not have to jump into, into filming so soon. Kathy also addressed Rinna's potential firing for next season when she was at the People's Choice Awards on the carpet. She said that's not up to her. That's up to NBC and Bravo. So it sounds like even she's changed her tune with Rinna. She's kind of just like, whatever. If they bring Rinna back, then they bring Rinna back. She doesn't seem to care. It doesn't seem like she's trying to give them any more ultimatums. And Rinna doesn't seem to be holding Kathy to the fire as much anymore. So it kind of just sounds like at this point, everybody wants to put that in the past, leave Aspen in the past, and move forward. And hopefully bring back Brandy Glanville. Because Brandy was just on two teas in a pod. And she says that she's ready to jump back into the mix. She says that she's ready to shake some things up, that there are too many duos on the cast right now. She said, you have Kyle and Dorit, you have Sutton and Garcelle, you have Erica and Rinna. And Brandy's like, listen, I think I would come back in, shake things up, maybe break up some of these couples and hopefully just kind of get the flow moving again. And we need somebody, we need a catalyst like Brandy to shake things up again. I don't want to see Denise Richards back on the show. I don't think Denise was ever honest. I thought she tried to control the narrative too much. Not interested in that. Um, not interested in having Lisa Vanderpump back on the show. I think at this point, Lisa's just, she's done. She doesn't seem to care to make amends with any of the other women. The other women don't really seem to care to make any amends with her. The only one that seems to really talk to her is Garcelle. And I just think Vanderpump's in a different place. You know, she's like, I don't care to be a part of the drama. She gets to do Vanderpump rules. She gets to kind of have that TV time, promote her businesses, and still be the executive producer of that show without having to get messy and be po- caught up in the drama and have to do the reunions. And I think at some point, when you are a reality star and you do have a career outside of this, like at some point, you kind of just get ready to like chill. Until you you miss being relevant, right? I think that's where Bethany Frankel's at. She kind of misses being relevant, and that's why she has a lot of these, like, ventures that she has to go on, and she's constantly trying to be on TV and take her projects off the ground and do all of that. She has her new show, Money Business. What is it? Something something about money. Well, she's with the guy from Shark Tank, and they're like, we're going to be the judge of your money, honey. Cute. Whatever. I don't really care. I don't think it's going to last very long but listen if there's anything about bethany she's like a cockroach she keeps going she keeps trying she was milking that jeff lewis live last week she was really milking it but i'm ready for brandy to come back into the mix i don't see how they can't bring her back next season like the fans want brandy we want brandy there's a very small minority of people that don't want Brandy back. I think now is the time to bring her back. She's even starting to like step it up. Her glam has been a lot better lately. She's been doing her hair and doing her makeup and going out. And she was looking real hot. She was hanging out with Kristen Takeman from Real Housewives of New York. Remember the one who's like, I may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but at least I'm pretty. And she was blonde. And then her husband was found on, he was caught on Ashley Madison. Remember that whole scandal. And then she exited the show. And I was like, why? We wanted to see her husband on Ashley Madison. Let's mention that. She was hanging out with Randy over the weekend and Melissa Gorga. And who else was there? There was somebody. Oh, and Tamara. 
So Melissa Gorga, Tamara Judge, Brandon Glanville, Kristen Takeman, they were all at an opening together. I believe it was in Vegas. Was it in Vegas? I think it was in Vegas. It was either that or Atlantic City. I don't know. It was some, I think, like a casino opening or something that they were all at together. And they looked great. And Brandy's been stepping up her game. So I feel like at this point, she's earned her spot back. And we need to bring back Brandy. Give me some Brandy Glanville. Okay. But we need to help her on the podcast. Like, I like Brandy, but we just, we need to, you know, just kind of comb her hair a bit and, and do her makeup kind of nicely. Maybe do a little contour. Because when she tapes her podcast, sometimes I'm just like, Brandy, girl, listen, and I get it. When you are when you tape your podcast as often as we do, like, sometimes you can't look fully hot and glammed. Like, when I got the, the, the clip on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, I didn't want that clip to be on there because I thought I looked horrible in that live. The lighting wasn't, listen, I was just new. I was just starting to do lives, live streams on YouTube. The camera, you know, the angling wasn't amazing. The lighting wasn't amazing. I was wearing, like, my shoulders were, like, hunched over. I was like, oh, I looked like a troll. But I did it because it was great exposure. But I get it. Like, you have your moments when you're taping the podcast. And I think, Brandy, we can, we can definitely, you know, just, like, Clean it up a little bit, girl. Just a little bit. But I'm all here for bringing Brandy, Brandy Glanville back to Beverly Hills. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. How we knew it. Knew it. Kendall Jenner. Lisa Rinna's friend, Kendall Jenner. She has gone on TikTok with Kylie Jenner, her sister. And they did a very cute TikTok together. So they were in Aspen over the weekend and they went to Kimosabi, which is Kyle's favorite hat store in Aspen. And there they recorded this cute little TikTok about the 818 tequila versus the Casa de Sol tequila and that whole debacle. They used the Rena audio when she was ordering. She's like, I want to try my friend Kendall Jenner tequila. And so they played that audio and it's Kendall and Kylie and they're drinking the tequila at Kimosabi. And then they show the two bottles and they're both labeled as Kendall's tequila and Kathy's tequila. I thought it was really cute. And I thought it kind of made Kendall like a little more interesting than when she's chopping up cucumbers. So I don't know how I don't follow her on TikTok. I just saw it online and I don't know how often she's doing cute TikToks like this. But if this is the brand and the direction that she's going in, I'm all here for it. Lean into it. Mention it all. She said that she has nothing. It's all love for Lisa and Kathy. So she doesn't seem to be bothered by any of the drama. I don't think any of the Kardashian Jenners are bothered by any of the drama. Kris Jenner also didn't seem to be bothered or annoyed with Kendall or not Kendall. <laughs> I mean, she probably is annoyed with Kendall because Kendall, you know, loves to, to cancel on things when she's working and has work commitments, but not as much as Kylie. But anyway. I don't think either of them have a problem with Lisa Rinna or Kathy Hilton. I think they know the reality game. They know how TV works. They know how entertainment works. And so they have no skin in the game, nor do they really care. As long as they're being talked about and their products are being promoted on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I don't think they really care what Lisa Rinna is accusing Kathy of or what Kathy is saying she did or didn't do or whatever the case may be. They know the game better than anybody else. And they know, you know, if anything, this is just good for their brands because it keeps them relevant. So that's what I got to say about the Car Jenners. Reza Farhan is talking Shahs of Sunset and their new upcoming spinoff. Is it coming? Is it not? What is it? Nobody knows. But anyway, Reza was just on the Side Piece podcast with Melissa Feister. And he talked all about Shaw's and he talked about the end of Shaw's. He said that they were initially told that the show was going to be put on pause, like Real Houses of Atlanta. Atlanta had been put on pause for a year. I feel like it's very common that these shows get put on pause. It's not like New York 
where like it was like paused and canceled. I feel like occasionally the shows have pauses like this. Sometimes they're necessary for production to regroup, whatever the case may be. But he said that he was originally told that Shaw's was going to be put on pause for a little bit of a break. And this was right after Mike Showhead was arrested, who's also one of the cast members for all of his drama involving Paulina and the domestic violence uh, or the domestic assault charges that were filed against him. Or this was actually when he was first arrested. But told that it was going to be put on pause until TMZ reported the show had actually been canceled. And Rez is like, I felt like they weren't very honest with us because I was kind of blindsided by the fact that the show was canceled and we weren't told that the show was canceled. We were just told that we were taking a bit of a hiatus. So that's when he, Gigi, and MJ decided, well, we're going to tape our own show. And so they put together a a pilot that they've been shopping around with the three of them in it. I don't know what the concept is. I don't think they've shared or disclosed that, but we have seen them out filming. The show is yet to be picked up. Who, unclear whether or not they will be picked up. So at least there's somewhat of a chance that the three of them may be back on the show. I feel like the three of them are the show without Mike. They were the show. Um, we had Destiny, but I didn't feel like Destiny was like a strong enough character on the show. She was great, but like in terms of like Shaws, you think of Reza, you think of MJ, you think of Gigi, and you think of Mike. I think the four of them are the core of Shaws of Sunset. The others were great. Nima's hot. God, I would fuck Nima so bad. It's okay. Raquel's already on that or has been on that. But I'm just like, Nima, if you ever want to switch teams, let's go, baby. But we'll see what happens. But it seems like Shaws for now has been put on pause indefinitely. I enjoyed Shaws. I thought it was a really good show. I didn't, I understand the Mike stuff. I get that. But, like, then just fire him, right, with his arrest and the domestic violence accusations against him. And now there are, I think, like, 17 charges being brought against him currently. I get it. That's heavy. But, like, move forward without him. We don't need him on the show. Mike seemed like a nice guy. I've had him on my show and my interview and interaction with him seemed fine. When we watched the show, obviously, it did seem like he was a bit controlling of Paulina. He did seem, you know... Like, he was just one of those machismo guys. It's like, oh, what I say goes. Uh. So, I can see, listen, I don't, I don't know. 17 charges is a, is a lot to file against him. Um, I don't know their relationship. Uh, we know what we've seen, and from what we've seen, it didn't look great. It seemed like Destiny was definitely outing them. It didn't really appear that Reza, MJ, or Gigi were really on Mike's side either. I thought the reunion was spicy, though. I thought the reunion was was great. And their ratings overall weren't bad. They were pulling in like a strong 800K per week. And those were the live views, not even the the week at, the DVR ratings. 800 per week, I think, is solid. The reunion performed strong. The, the ratings were slightly down overall, yes, but that's like across the board on cable. All cable ratings are slightly down right now. Like people just aren't watching live TV as much as they used to. So I thought it was weird that they would pull the plug, especially if it's just about the mic stuff. Because the mic stuff, you just, you get rid of him, you fire him, you film the cast reacting. Vanderpump Rules, they also t- put that on ice for a while. I don't think any of the cast started pitching any other shows outside of that. So the fact that Reza, MJ, and Gigi are already pitching another show, 
that might kind of be the writing on the wall that like they know that the show's definitely not coming back. I would also imagine that that would hinder the ability for a spinoff to get picked up with a different network because I assume they would still be under a non-compete clause where they're not allowed to film a show together on another network. I remember when we were on tour and I wanted to have MJ participate in our LA show. And I remember her manager at the time was like, well, you can't have more than one Bravo Lab together at a show on stage like that because Bravo doesn't doesn't usually like them doing stuff like that. Obviously, Vanderpump wasn't in production at the time, and neither was Shaw's, actually, come to think about it. Shaw's wasn't in production either, but I guess they were anticipating that the show was going to be getting picked up again, but it doesn't look like it is. So maybe I will have like Reza and MJ and Gigi on another live show at some point in the future. Some of them, all of them, who knows? I wouldn't be against it. I actually think that that would kind of be fun. MJ was at the show in LA at the Bourbon Room. So I've already said that I want to do, I would like to. I've expressed interest. I have spoken to the Bourbon Room and I've expressed interest about doing another live show there. Obviously, it won't be a spilling tea live. I'm thinking of calling it No Filter Night Out. I shouldn't even be saying this. Like it should be like a big like surprise reveal. So I'm not going to say anything anymore, but I would love to actually do another live show or possible couple of live shows if that's something you guys are even interested in and you know and let me know who you would be interested in seeing live shows with because I would definitely be open to getting back on the road and doing it again it was a crazy wild journey and it was so exhausting by the end of it but it was a lot of fun and I think I've already gotten the amnesia enough to not remember or to at least shelve how challenging the tour was but like at this point I don't know. Maybe I'm so much of a masochist that I might want to get back to doing some more live shows. Maybe not a full tour, but maybe like one or two throughout the year, something. Maybe even go international in the following year. You never know. But I thought Shaw has performed well on Bravo. I mean, 800K a week was solid. I think the lowest they dipped was like 600K a week. But like that's still better than Salt Lake City. That's better than Love Without Borders. It's better than Southern Hospitality. It's better than than Family Karma. Better than Winter House. I like Winter House. I hear people are really enjoying Family Karma. I haven't heard too much about Southern Hospitality. I just don't care to watch it. I have no interest in watching Southern Hospitality. I did enjoy Real Girlfriends in Paris. That really bombed, though. It was definitely with Love Without Borders. They're also in like that 100K, under 200K range, which it's a new show I get. You know, they have to maybe be a little better at advertising some of these shows, but I think for the most part, it's fine. Um, Salt Lake City, I think, has just been a rough season overall. We get into a lot of Salt Lake City on Wednesday's episode with Justin Perperini, so stay tuned for that. But I just think Shaw's was like fairly on trend with like Real Housewives of Potomac. I think the only show that's like really peaking right now is Below Deck. They're strong. Um, Beverly Hills is one of the strongest. Potomac is is performing really strong right now. Everything else is kind of low. I would have expected Shaw's to at least maybe fall into maybe like the 700s, but I still think that's better. It's a better investment in Shaw's rather than Southern Hospitality and Love Without Borders. I guess Southern Hospitality and Love Without Borders, like we kind of need to start mixing up the variety of programming. But I think Bravo needs to figure out like what direction they want to take the network in and then really start to build the programming around that. It seems like that's kind of the direction that we're going in is more of this Love Without Borders style I don't know if Southern Hospitality is really going to do well. Like, it's another candy in the gang. It's another Vanderpump Rules. Like, the model has already been set. 
And I mean, we have Vanderpump coming back in what, February? I don't know. I'm at least looking forward to Jersey and Vanderpump coming back in February. I think that'll make some things interesting. Salt Lake City reunion should be coming up probably end of January, early February, since they're filming it, I believe, this upcoming weekend. 17th? Yeah, I believe they film it on the 17th. So it doesn't look like Jen Shaw is going to be there. But I say bring back Shaw's. I don't see what was wrong with, with not with taking Shaw's off the air. I didn't see an issue with that. But tis what it is, everybody. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast lately. And if you have been, then like, please leave me a five-star review, a nice, good, solid review on on the podcasts, on Apple Podcasts. I think you can leave reviews or at least ratings on Spotify as well. Um, but... Yeah, if you loved me, send me some love. I love you, and I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with me, you can keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. If you want to keep up with the podcast and all the latest reality TVT, then you can definitely follow at No Filter with Zach. We have book club that we do every Tuesday on YouTube and Instagram. And then we have our regular lives that we do every Thursday night on YouTube and Instagram. It gets rebroadcast on the podcast on Friday mornings. Um, this week, we will not be doing a book club, but we will be recapping the Casey Anthony documentary on Peacock. So watch that and then know that Tuesday Night's Live is going to be focused on the Casey Anthony documentary. And let's get into all of that. Okay. All right. I love you guys. Be sure to stock up on No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com. If you're watching this on YouTube and you enjoyed this video, don't forget to hit the like button. Leave a comment below with what your thoughts were and maybe some potential cities and live guests you would like to see me come to in 2023. I think that might be kind of fun. Get on tour. Meet some people. Take some wine. Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? All right. I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful week. You'll have a new podcast episode on Wednesday with Justin Paperni. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Bye.